Good evening. Welcome to Pigeon Post. Uh, before I start driving, I wanted to read one verse here. John 15, 19. Jesus says, If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Welcome to Pigeon Post. Happy Reformation Day. Um, some might be celebrating Halloween today, um, but I really prefer Reformation Day, <laughs> um, to say the least. Uh, I'm leaving work right now. Uh, the snow is kind of melting, uh, but it's still all over the place. It's kind of a crazy uh, week, snow-wise, weather-wise, here in Colorado. And uh, we're going to move into some more temperate temperatures. Um, that sounds a little redundant, doesn't it? But anyway, um, I wanted to do a pigeon post and just talk about a few things, just kind of off the cuff. So this isn't going to be very organized. Um, but I wanted to just share a few thoughts on um, Reformation Day and um, Kanye West and I don't know, we'll see what else happens. Um, I started off by reading that verse because I've been listening to Kanye's record quite a bit. It's called Jesus is King. And uh, first off, let me say that it's not the first great Christian rap record. Uh, we all know that was um, New Thing by DC Talk. I'm just kidding. No, it wasn't. <laughs> um, no, there's some serious, seriously good Christian hip-hop um, happening despite or uh, before Kanye. Um, one of the artists that I am very encouraged by is named Shy Lin, which sounds like a girl's name, but it's not. Um, his uh, records are amazingly Christ-centered. Um, so I'd encourage you to check check that out. Um, I saw him live in Houston with uh, my brother-in-law and brother in Christ, um, Andrew, and it was awesome. I got to shake his hand and just tell him how much I loved his music and that I played it for my kids. And uh, he was seemed delighted by that. And he asked me uh, what their names were or how old they were. Somehow the names came out, and I said their names were Emma and Ezra. And uh, he had a, uh, a boy named Ezra as well. So that was pretty cool. So we really like Shailen. We've been jamming the uh, Christian hip hop, um, mainly because it's really sound, encouraging, awesome, theologically great music. Um, so I encourage you to, to check some of that out. But uh, on to Kanye. His album is really good. And um, I think that there's kind of some mixed reactions happening out there in, uh, in the interwebs. Uh, some people are really skeptical 
Um, like, they don't want to really talk about it. I think they just want to kind of wait and see, like, what happens with Kanye. And honestly, I don't know much about Kanye West. I was not a fan of Kanye West. Um, I wasn't really into rap music when he came out. Um, I tried to stay away from rap and country as much as possible back then. And uh, I was listening to Foo Fighters. I didn't really care about Kanye West. And uh, so I, I can only name one of his songs, um, Jesus Walks. And I know that there was like speculation about his faith or whatever when that came out, but I think that pretty much subsided. But I don't even know how the song goes. I'm not sure if I've ever even heard the song. Um, I just was not interested in rap. Um, but I do know that he's one of the most successful, richest musicians out there, artist, uh, whatever you want to call him, out there. Um, I know that he married Kim Kardashian, which I find really just kind of like a power couple kind of thing, you know? I think we can look at these celebrities and just be really skeptical sometimes about, you know, oh, they did that because of this and that because of that. And that's fine, whatever. Um, I'm not into celebrity culture, so like I said, that's pretty much the extent of what I knew about Kanye West. Um, I knew that he um, said something during Hurricane Katrina about George Bush, like hating uh, black people or something like that. Um, I think I was watching TV when he said it. Um, so yeah, that's all I know about Kanye. Um, but this record is different than, uh, than what you'd expect. It's not what you would think someone who was sort of just doing a publicity stunt would do. Um, for instance, you've got country musicians who put out Christian or Christian or Christmas records all the time, uh, but they don't stop playing their music about, you know, drinking and cheating and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's just phony, you know? I mean, you can almost tell when something is phony. Um, I even, I wasn't, you know, alive or cognizant of the whole Bob Dylan thing. I might have been alive, actually. Uh, when around 1980, Bob Dylan started um, sort of professing Christ and, um, you know, having different kinds of gospel-type shows or whatever. And I think if you tried to draw, like, an analogy between Bob Dylan, you know, flirting with Christianity or supposedly converting, I'm not sure what he was actually saying back then. Uh, but I have listened to those records, and I can tell you that it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. What When you pop in a Bob Dylan record, um, it just... I don't know, man. It's just not the same as what Kanye is saying. I don't even know if I could pin it down for you and tell you, like, why. But I believe what Kanye is saying. Um, I believe that he's sincere. And I haven't watched a ton of his interviews or his Sunday services. Um, I have uh, watched a couple interviews. Um, I've watched... Um, I've listened to a couple people, like Christian kind of guys, kind of give their take on it. Um, and I gotta say that I am impressed by several things. I'm impressed by the way that the Reformed or um, 
maybe not even reformed, even people who aren't reformed, but just biblical Christians uh, are embracing Kanye. And, you know, on his record, he's got this song that says, uh, what have you been hearing from the Christians? And he says, they'll be the first ones to judge me, make me feel like nobody loves me. And I've got to say that from what I've been seeing so far, or at least the people that I like, um, including one of my old pastors, um, Apologia Radio, uh, Stephen Bankars, um, just to name a few, um, and even friends and family who I notice are, are really embracing and praying for Kanye. And in that song, he asked people to pray for him. And he's got songs about his family. Like you can tell, I mean, I know that Chick-fil-A song, people are focusing on the fact that he's talking about Chick-fil-A. Uh, I don't think it really has anything to do with the song. I think he's just being very clever. I think the song is about his family and wanting to see his family come to Christ and, and have the same thing that he has. And I don't know what's going on with that. I've heard different reports about, you know, what's happening with Kim or his kids or what have you. Um, but listen, we do not need to be skeptical of somebody professing Christ. It's not like they're going to get one over on God or, um, you know, it's not like, you know, they're trying to trick us, you know, into, like, is Kanye trying to trick us into, I don't even know, buying his, our records even for sale anymore? I mean, you can listen to it online for, for nothing. So, you know, is there, are, are people afraid that they're going to get tricked, you know, into thinking that Kanye was a Christian um, and then he turns out not to be or something like that? You know, that's not really a danger because... What we have to do as Christians is we take somebody at their profession. If somebody is saying, hey, all my faith is in Christ, I recognize I'm a sinner, and I'm saved by the grace of Christ alone and putting my faith alone in him, um, Kanye's gospel, the things that he's saying, sound like the real gospel, you know? This isn't a guy who is, um, you know, uh, just kind of saying these things and aligning himself with rich preachers and um, these guys who fly on these jets and stuff. Um, in fact, the kind of pastors that he's asking to preach at his Sunday service, from what I've heard, like I said, I'm not like following this like night and day or anything, but from what I've heard, these guys are good guys that are just preaching the gospel. And to some degree, it looks like Kanye has kind of humbled himself and like, just kind of sought out people to see like, hey, am I writing the right things? Am I, you know, what, am I understanding the right things about the Bible? Um, so my take, uh, which is worth nothing, right? It's just um, my observation based on the few things that I've looked at and on his record and the things that he's saying on his record is that Kanye seems like a really on fire baby Christian. And that's not a derogatory term. It just means that you're new to the faith. You're young in the faith. And he's learning and he's on fire. And honestly, it's inspiring to me. 
Um, it's inspiring to me as a, an artist, you know, I kind of consider myself a Christian artist, even though I haven't made any Christian music in a long time. Um, you know, I follow a lot of Christian musicians and artists, um, or at least certain ones. I don't, I don't really like the popular ones. And that, I think that's the reason why the Kanye album is so encouraging because it he is so bold in what he's saying about Jesus. It almost sounds like a Shylin record, um, which if you know Shylin, that means something. Um, he, he, there are so many Christian artists out there who I think don't want to even talk about Jesus. I mean, I don't want to diss Switchfoot, but I can't remember, and I haven't heard every one of their records, so take this with a grain of salt, but I can't remember the last time Switchfoot actually said the name of Jesus on a record. Um, which is fine. They don't have to, you know, I'm not, I'm not their judge. I'm just saying that a lot of these bands and artists that we look up to or that I've looked up to in the past, um, it's been such a big deal when they've crossed over or such a big deal when they've got popular. Um, but what has it really done for the kingdom? I don't know. That's just, I'm throwing that out as a rhetorical question. But I, I can say this, that Kanye's album is glorifying God, just as it is. And you know what? If Kanye turns out to walk away from the faith later, it doesn't mean that that album doesn't glorify God. And um, I don't think that Christians need to be overly skeptical. Uh, we should look at what somebody is saying. We should pray for the, those that person or people where... Um, I mean, I can remember like uh, Kevin Durant, Jeremy Lin, other like athletes. I follow basketball, so those are the ones that come to mind. That for a while there were really like outspoken about their faith. And I don't know, Jeremy Lin might still be, I'm not sure. But I can tell you that I haven't heard anything in a while from Kevin Durant. And it's definitely not what he's known for. I don't know if anybody even remembers that Kevin Durant used to carry his Bible around and, and talk about God. And so you never know what's going to happen. I think it's when Jesus says it's really hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Um, it's harder than a camel going through the eye of a needle. Um, it's true. It's really hard. I mean, for somebody to walk away from riches and fame. Um, the reason why I read that verse is because here's what I think is going to happen. If Kanye is a believer, a true believer, and this bears out, um, and he bears fruit, and he continues following Christ, the world is not going to like him anymore. Not if he's being as bold as he is now. I mean, he's said things against abortion. Nobody does that. There's Christians that won't even say anything against abortion. You know? I mean, I'll post a picture of my family on Facebook, and it'll get 40 likes. I post something against abortion and it gets 10 likes, if, if I'm lucky. And most of my, uh, you know, friends on Facebook, a lot of them are Christians. And it's like, now I'm not saying that like, if you don't like a, you know, a pro-life meme or whatever picture on Facebook, that that means you're not pro-life. I'm not saying any of that, guys. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that like, we can't judge this guy for not 
being a Christian a couple years ago because he's a Christian now. And this, I think this ties in really nicely to, Re to Reformation Day and the idea of Reformation. Listen, if you're coming at this from um, a works-based mindset, then Kanye has to do penance. He has to work himself into your graces before you're going to acknowledge him as a Christian because of all the bad things he's done, right? You're not going to acknowledge him as a, of a as a Christian because he hasn't worked his way into your good graces. But let me ask you, like, what does it take to get grace? Nothing. It takes repentance and faith, okay? If the grace of God is big enough to save me, then the grace of God is big enough to save Kanye. The grace of God is big enough to save anyone. And that should be our attitude as believers. We should be rejoicing when somebody comes to Christ. Anybody. Kanye is not worth more than any other soul in the world. That's not what this is about. And it's not about like, oh, we need to go try to claim him and get him in our tribe and all that kind of thing. This is about when when Kanye makes a, a profession of genuine or not, which I, we think that it is, that just like that song where he says, um, who's going to be the first ones to judge me? Brothers and sisters, don't let it be the Christians. The Christians should not be the first ones to judge Kanye. We should be the first ones to rejoice. And if, if this ends up being a publicity stunt, so what? What kind of... What kind of um, testimony is that to the world that we are willing to take anyone on our team because our team is about faith in Jesus Christ. It's about what Jesus has done, not what Kanye has done. So um, I think it ties in nicely to the Reformation because it underlines the real gospel. The gospel that no matter what you have done, Christ has paid for that on the cross. You don't have to do penance. You don't have to follow the sacraments. You don't have to um, do what our tribe of Christianity thinks you should do. You have to trust in Christ alone for your salvation. And, and you are saved by turning away from your sin and turning towards Christ. And when somebody does that, all the angels in heaven rejoice. It's a beautiful thing when somebody comes to Christ. And I think that we should be praying, not because Kanye is a celebrity and he can have this huge impact, but because we love the guy. Because we love everyone. And we want everyone to come to repentance and knowledge of the truth. And we should pray for his family. I want you to think about that. If this is real with Kanye, can you imagine how difficult it would be, not only for him, but for his family? Like, are they going to come to faith too? Is, is it going to split his household? Like, I love the line in, in um, Closed on Sunday where he says, Jezebel don't even stand a chance. I can only wonder what he means by that. But if you, if you take it as like the spirit of Jezebel, this thing that's probably so wrapped up in celebrityism, right? It's about how you look. It's about like this other idolatry thing that's trying to take away from the true 
um, star of the show, which is Jesus. It's heavy stuff, man, if you listen to what he's saying. It's really heavy. And I don't think that someone would just put their family out there like that just because of a publicity stunt. I don't, I don't think that's what's going on at all. And I haven't found anybody who's close to him who thinks that's what's going on. Um, anyway, let's transition into talking about Reformation Day. Um, so you've got Halloween going on, right? Um, which I know I have a lot of friends out there who like Halloween and celebrate it. Um, I was listening to Al Mohler's The Briefing this morning and he was going through the roots of Halloween and the resurgence and popularity of witchcraft and all that stuff. And that's not what I wanted this episode of the podcast to be about. Um, but I'm just going to say, like, Reformation Day would be better to celebrate. <laughs> um, I don't know what even what we're even going to do tonight. I think we're going to just stay home and um, I'm supposed to go to Walmart and get some games and some candy, and um, I think we're gonna do that thing. We already did a pumpkin patch uh, earlier, and so, uh, oh, that's hilarious. Somebody's got like a fake person on the top of their car for Halloween, that's weird. Um, guy, it, it looks like this guy is, I guess it's a mannequin or something. It looks like it's hanging onto the top of this car. So, uh, yeah, I know people like to have fun with Halloween and all that kind of stuff. Um, honestly, my my kids are kind of afraid of it, you know? Um, and I don't encourage them to be afraid of, you know, scary stuff. But, you know, I think it, it really kind of underlines this whole thing. Like, are we of the darkness or are we of the light? And um, what the Reformation is about is light. And that's, that's why I prefer celebrating that. The... Um, the, what do you call it? I, I'm, I'm losing the word that I want right now. But the Reformation is summed up in this phrase, post tenebras lux, uh, which is after darkness, light. The church at the time um, was dark. It was selling forgiveness through indulgences. It was not allowing the people to read the Bible for themselves. Um, Martin Luther was a catalyst for that, and that's what we're celebrating. I'm not celebrating that Luther was a perfect person, because I know that he wasn't, far from it. And um, honestly, it doesn't even matter uh, in, the, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, if Luther is proved to be a horrible person by some of his writings, that does not negate the Reformation one bit because many great things came out of the Reformation. Um, and the chief among those is the fact that as, you know, I have a lot of, or I've heard from a lot, let me put it like this, I've heard from a lot of people this objection um, to Protestantism. Look at all those denominations. There's 30,000 denominations out there. Now, first of all, that number is greatly exaggerated. But I can tell you this, that if you got all of those people together, and uh, even though there's some major false teachers out there in the American Christianity, um, you know, people like Joel Osteen, 
Um, but even if you pin Joel Osteen down, um, at least officially on his website, um, he wouldn't be selling indulgences. Um, so I'm not endorsing Joel Osteen at all. I do think he preaches a very misunderstood uh, gospel that is so uh, off balance that it's false, if I could say it that way. But I do I know that a lot of people in his church would be able to tell you what happened on the cross. They'd be able to tell you that Jesus died for their sins and that I think if you pinned them down, that there's nothing they can do to deserve salvation. Um, the reason why Joel's gospel is false is because it promises a lot of things that are not part of the gospel in this life and takes the focus off Jesus. However, I'm getting a little sidetracked. My point is, all the many so-called denominations, if you lined them all up and asked them, how is a person saved? They would say, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. That is the gospel that the Roman Catholic Church refused to embrace in the Reformation. Um, if the Roman Catholic Church would have embraced that gospel, there might not have been a Reformation. Instead, they held the Council of Trent and doubled down on what they thought was right. And that's why Protestantism started. And what it did was it freed everyone to read the Bible for themselves and to know the truth of God. And I rejoice when I see a Presbyterian church across the street from a Baptist church across the street from a Lutheran church. Like, what's wrong with that? You know, it, you could cast that as disunity, but I think you have to realize that a lot of those um, differences are also just coming from different places. I mean, the Baptist church is coming from kind of this American uh, tradition uh, the Lutheran Church is coming from this German um, locality, and the Presbyterian Church is more than likely coming from a French or Scottish um, origin. So a lot of the roots of the denominations are simply based on different nations uh, coming up with their um, uh, expression of Protestantism, but they still believe the same gospel. So I'll ask you, like, what's more unifying? 30,000 churches that basically believe the same gospel, which is true, or one worldwide church, the Roman Catholic Church, which believes a false gospel uh, and refuses to affirm the true gospel. Um, I think it's unifying that these 30,000 churches, though they have different names, all believe the same gospel. So I think we should rejoice in the Reformation. We should rejoice that the Bible is not kept from us, um, but the Bible is translated into our tongue, into our native tongue so that we can read it, that we have church services that people can understand, and that we go out and share the gospel um, clearly so that people know who Jesus is and what he's done. So when we celebrate Reformation Day, we're not hating on Catholics, 
when we celebrate Reformation Day, we're not lifting up Martin Luther as this awesome dude. I think sometimes, you know, that picture nailing something to the door, um, if we're not careful, that can become like iconic to us um, and can make us just want to uh, protest. <laughs> and I know that I fall into that category much too easily, you know, like, and I have to watch myself, like, am I affirming things that are good while I'm critiquing things that I think are important to be critiqued? Um, am I over protesting? You know, do we, do we have to like argue with everybody about everything? Like, if you'll notice, like one thing that I don't talk much about is eschatology because number one, it's really difficult to study. And number two, good Christians can disagree on the end times and how that's all going to play out. Um, so, not everything is the gospel. Not everything is a Reformation issue. Um, but there are things that are worth fighting for. And uh, chief among those is the gospel. So... I hope um, I hope you have a safe and uh, candy-filled Reformation Day. <laughs> um, I, I hope that you have fun with your kids. I hope that you're not afraid of Halloween. I know that there's some people that are um, kind of afraid that like something bad's gonna happen, you know. Uh, but we're not superstitious, you know. Um, the Halloween may indeed be a holiday of darkness, but we have the light. We have the light. And remember that the, the cry of the Reformation is, or the, whatever you call it, the tagline of the Reformation, I know it's not called that, but I don't know what to call it, um, is post tenebras lux. After darkness, light. So let's be children of the light. And um, to tie this back to Kanye, just remember that there's going to be things that we do that are different from the world. And if the world hates us, the world hates us. You know, the world may end up hating Kanye. But as believers, remember that we should love one another. We should walk in the light. And so if you're celebrating Reformation Day, make sure that you're doing it in a loving way, that you're walking as a child of the light, and that you are really wanting to grab people out of the darkness. I mean, I'll be honest, I want there to be another reformation. I want people to come out of the Catholic Church, like coming out of the bonds of slavery, because, yeah, I... I just see people that are just not willing to open their Bible and defend their views. They're just stuck in their tradition. And it makes me really sad because, you know, what's going to happen if you believe a false gospel, you're going to teach your kids a false gospel. And they're going to teach their kids a false gospel. And the only way that that chain is going to break is if you do what Martin Luther did and said, that is enough. That's enough. 
I'm going to open my Bible. I'm going to read what it says. And I'm going to believe it. And I don't care what the consequences are. Now, I really doubt that any of my Catholic friends are still listening to this podcast at this point. But if you are, I just want to speak to you right now. Guys, if you piss off your dad and your mom because they've been Catholic and everybody before them was Catholic, who cares? This is between you and God and his word. What does his word say? Do you see a Pope anywhere in that Bible? Do you see indulgences and a priest forgiving your sins instead of God? Do you see the sacramental system anywhere in there? Do you see the elevation of Mary anywhere in there? And if you rightly understand what James is talking about, then you also don't see that we're saved by faith plus works. I've got another podcast on that one. But if you read what Paul says, open the book of Romans. It's impossible to read the book of Romans and still believe that we're contributing to our salvation through any merit of our own or merit of the saints or merit of Mary. It's impossible to believe that the sacraments are saving us because faith is the thing that's doing it. It's impossible to believe that we are falling away from God with every sin, be it mortal or venial, that we commit. It's impossible to believe that Jesus died and shed his blood to set up a system that keeps us in bondage, that keeps us unable to read the Bible for ourselves and see what it says. Instead, we have to believe what the magisterium, or whatever they're called, teaches. Please, I beg of you, open the word, read it, believe what it says. That would be the best way to celebrate Reformation Day. Um, I think that's all I've got for you. Uh, I never like to... uh, to stop my device while I'm driving, so I'm going to pull over here so that I can safely uh, stop my device, my phone here, my recording device. But uh, thanks for listening. I love you. Have a happy Reformation Day. Um, pull up that Kanye album and jam it and, uh, and praise God for what he's doing in Kanye's life and in all of our lives because it's all of grace. Um, We'll see you next time on Pigeon Post. Bye.